welcome to another episode of Ask the Zamboni Experts. I'm your host, Marty Elliott. Along with me today from our Zamboni company is Doug Peters, our regional sales manager of the USA. Our guest today is Ryan Schaefer, recreation director of White Township Public Works of the S&T Bank Arena in Pennsylvania. Ryan, Doug, welcome, gentlemen. Hi, uh, thanks for having me. Thank, thank uh, you, Marty. It's a pleasure to be glad, here. Glad to have you aboard, guys. Ryan, let's talk about you a little bit. How did you find yourself in the uh, profession uh, for the White uh, Township, Pennsylvania? Kind of a long story, to be honest with you. I'm, I'm uh, one of those one of those that found their way into the industry and really never had an ice hockey past. I actually uh, spent my days growing up playing football. That's American football. Um, and uh, went, to, went to college on a football scholarship. I probably wouldn't have been in college if it wasn't for football. Um, I'd probably be turning wrenches on a tractor somewhere if, if I didn't find football. Um, but, yeah, I went to college, um, loved sports. So what did I do? I majored in sports management. Uh, after I graduated, I moved to where I live now, which is Indiana, Pennsylvania. Um, some people out there might recognize the college name IUP or Indiana University of Pennsylvania. I started a master's degree program part-time and there was a an ice rink slash you know recreation facility in town and I walked through the front doors one day and uh, ended up speaking with the manager and he hired me initially as kind of a grunt worker. I was cleaning toilets and low-level operations and that quickly quickly turned into me getting more and more responsibility and before I knew it I was the assistant manager of both the rink and the parks and uh, and now I find myself as the director of the rink and the parks and we've expanded by leaps and bounds ever since I took over so it's definitely a, a busy busy job but very rewarding I love the industry I like being around sports um, I still don't skate at all. <laughs> I'm terrible at it. Uh, occasionally I'll go out and skate guard or something like that, but that's about as dangerous as I am. I got to um, get back. I got to get back to Indiana, Pennsylvania. Then you don't skate. I was down there training you and you don't skate. You never told me that when I was down there two years ago. I wow. Skate. I skate, but not even well enough to play in what we consider our Jurassic league, which is our, our old guys league that's uh, slow as molasses. So I don't, I don't even skate well enough to, to skate in that league. So, uh, yeah. Well, you made, you made a comment that you chose to turn left to go to a university in the States, NCAA. You could have turned right and ended up in the CFL, just like our, uh, our Canadian cohorts up here, but that league's done right now. So I'll leave it at that. Hey, let, let's uh, talk a little bit about uh, the multi-use facility and uh, give us a verbal tour of your uh, facility that you operate? Okay, so um, Indiana PA is actually a, a pretty small community. It's, um, you know, the whole county, there's only about 70,000 people. So it's it's rural western Pennsylvania. Um, we're right on the fringe of kind of the Pittsburgh market. If you drive north of us, you don't hit another rink for about, for about three hours. You got to get the whole way to Bradford PA or Jamestown PA if you're driving north till you hit another rink. Um, and that's, you know, just so rural, so rural in Western PA, um, especially north and northwest and north central. Um, so we're right on the fringe of the Pittsburgh market. Um, luckily, luckily, we have a phenomenal hockey culture in town. 
you know, being a small town, um, you know, it's kind of surprising we even have a facility at all. But, you know, the culture's kind of propped us up um, over the years. And, you know, it's probably been able to help us weather weather the storms. You know, there were some bad years here in Pittsburgh after the uh, we had the kind of the Mario Yager boom, you know, in the in the 90s that all these rinks were built. And then uh, there was some rough years from, I'd say, 2000 through about the time I was hired by the township in 2006. And then we, the Penguins, you know, did, you know, got some luck, luck on the pinball machine and, and, uh, and made some, made some good moves and we had some cups and, and the Pittsburgh market's been in good shape ever since. But um, so, you know, happy the rinks here, the township stepped in and saved the rink from foreclosure in, in uh, 2006, the same year I was hired. Um, on top of the ice rink, so it's a dual sheet facility. We only operate one as ice. The other side's an indoor multi-purpose space, uh, soccer, lacrosse, tennis, um, lots of lots of activities on that side, as well as events. We host um, we host things like gun shows and coin shows and and uh, festivals and all kinds of things, as well as just being an ice rink. Um, and then we also maintain 400 acres of parks. We have um, six baseball fields, three, four, four soccer fields, tennis courts, pickleball courts, basketball courts, picnic pavilions. Um, you know, so on top of your typical ice rink operations, we maintain a fleet of mowers, mowers and tractors and utility vehicles and backhoes and all kinds of things. So um, I'd say the ice rink's about half my job, um, ice rink. For those of us who live in this world, we know how uh, how intensive it is. Um, so the 400 acres, the park's about half, and then the, the rink here's the other half. So. so it sounds like you're wearing many hats, many hats, Ryan. That is correct. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Hey, let's talk about the township, your county. What's your uh, position on uh, uh, conservation, being conservative, uh, going to the green initiatives uh, within your uh, township? Uh, can you share with the audience uh, what that looks like? Yeah, so we've been uh, we've been extremely aggressive, especially on you know on all fronts. Um, I'll I'll stay on the recreation side because that's the side I know best. But um, yeah, over the years, uh, one of the first things we did when we took over the rink in 2006 was, I think by 2008 we had swapped out all of our you know metal halides in the building which was a huge cost savings. Oh man, we probably shaved three grand off of our monthly electric bill. Um, you know, we've, we've, we've continued to do lots of things. Um, we had to replace the ice rink floor. It used to be a sand floor. The thing was uh, a mess. We were always, always patching, you know, patching pipes in the, you know, in the, in the off seasons. Um, we replaced our compressor system, upgraded it. Um, We've done a number of other energy efficiency things. Um, just this past summer, I won an, a grant through our state, and we put about $900,000 into the building just this summer um, in the way of um, sealing up the roof. Uh, we pulled all the old nasty bad insulation out of the walls. We have a steel building. It wasn't really designed like an ice rink. It was designed like a warehouse, like so many rinks out there were over the years. So we pulled all that insulation out of the walls and we actually sprayed in three inches of closed cell spray foam 
We replaced our dehumidification system. We upgraded our bleacher heat. Um, all of it, all of it's helping us with a, uh, you know, from an energy efficiency standpoint. Um, we've noticed this fall with the startup that our, our compressors just seem to be putting along. I haven't seen a lot of data yet, um, you know, really, you know, to show up on our electric bills because we've only been open now about a month and a half. But um, it's great. You know, you go back there and they're just kind of purring along instead of working hard. And I'm sure that's a benefit of all the energy improvements and the new uh, dehumidification system we put in place. Here around the rink, we, we sit on about 100 acres of parkland. Um, and one of, those, one of those areas we're actually looking into right now, putting up a solar field. And that solar field would, would fully fund the entire park system, including the rink. Um, we're trying to, trying to figure out with some engineers um, if that's feasible and if we can size it the right way that, that we're essentially energy neutral. Um, I mean, the negative is in Western PA, you know, and I'm sure, are you, are you up in Canada, Marty? I am. I am, Ryan. You're just north of us, right? If I drove up to I, I'd get to you. Yeah, you got four hours and giddy up, you're on my side. Yeah, so you know, we kind of live in the same world as far as weather and, you know, so Obviously, Western PA isn't the greatest place to, 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 for solar panels to catch light, but they think they can design it in a way that it'll be, uh, you know, will be energy neutral. So we're working towards that. Hopefully, we can make it happen. Well, your timing on the energy neutral and uh, solar panels couldn't bring more timing to me uh, asking my guest, Doug Peters. Doug, maybe you can share with, uh, with uh, what uh, Hawaii has done with the uh, facility and their solar panels and the efficiencies that they've brought. And yes, they are, Ryan, a levelized customer. But uh, Doug, uh, why don't you step in and uh, talk a little bit to Ryan about uh, levelized and some of the efficiencies that he's experienced. Well, I, the facility over in Hawaii, Marty, I don't know if you got the task of having to go over to install the first one when level i sold it but they purchased another machine probably a year or two ago and when they got the new machine uh they got that with level ice as well so their primary machine and their backup machine has got level ice on it uh i'm not uh, i can't speak much about the um, solar panels on the roof but i i'm sure that that would probably be uh, a good um a good feature there is a rink in the boston area that has uh, solar panels and that seems to be something that seems to be growing obviously if you can capture sun and uh, turn it into electricity it's not going to give you enough um, numbers to operate no, compressors you, I don't you, think, you know what you're definitely tr you're definitely right about that but uh, and Ryan I'll share this with you uh, correct me if I'm wrong uh, Doug uh, the gentleman that's running the uh, uh, facility down in Hawaii um, uh, Doug is it Doug Taylor Doug Taylor. I remember meeting Doug at ISI in Las Vegas at uh, Caesars uh, uh, Casino. And he was telling me at the time, back in 2013, they were paying the highest kilowatts per hour out of all the states uh, in the U.S. And they were paying 65 cents per kilowatt hour. He is now, since he's installed uh, that uh, solar system, uh, along with Level Ice and that, he's got his facility down the to less than 10 cents per kilowatt hour. So there's definitely an ROI involved in there. But anyways, I'll let you continue, I digress. Oh, that's that's great. I mean, that's it's not surprising that they would have that. And it's funny because I, 
uh, own shares in the electric company that provides the electricity over in Hawaii. I wanted to own a piece of Hawaii, and that was what I could afford to buy. Um, Ryan, one of the things that I know is uh, very interesting, and, and it piqued uh, all of our interest, and Paula's reached out to you about it, is uh, can you elaborate a little bit on your savings that uh, you've seen in labor costs by using the Levelize product? Yeah, sure. So a lot of um, a lot of the reason I was interested in it to begin with is, you know, at the beginning there I said how how broad broad of a scope we have here, um, and obviously, uh, you know, we operate in a way that my staff my staff at seven in the morning might be setting up a baseball field, you know, in one of our outdoor parks. And then by 11 AM, we might be, you know, one of us, you know, you might come back and you're the guy that, you know, opens up the rink to the first customer of the day. So um, one of my big, one of my big focuses is always trying to make us more efficient as a staff. And I know when I first started hearing about Levelwise, to be honest, I was uh, I was extremely skeptical. I know, I know there was an ISI conference up in uh, Minnesota. What was it, four or five, maybe six years back? And there was some rink managers up there that had installed a Levelwise system. And I remember I was in their building because it was the uh, one of the locations where ISI was doing some of their work out of. You know, they had their on ice sessions at one of the Minnesota rinks. And I remember asking asking the operator and the manager at the time, I pointed at it and said, hey, I see you got the level ice system. What do you think about it? And he, no bones about it. I don't remember exact words. He hated it. And he just, he just like, it's terrible. We, we, we plugged it in. We used it. We hated it. You know, and so honestly, when I started researching it, it was pretty sour. It was kind of like, boy, you know, you know, up there in Minnesota, they hate it. Why, what would it do for my building, you know? And, uh, but I kept asking questions. I'm not a person that takes the first, you know, someone's first opinion. I kept asking questions, you know, got in the ear of some people that, you know, seemed like they knew what they were talking about. Um, and, and, you know, eventually I think I did enough research that I said, I'm betting the bad stuff that I heard is more misinformation or not fully understanding how the system works. And I, I think I can say with the definitive answer that that had to be the case because, um, some of the stuff I remember those managers saying up there was, you know, it's just crazy. It, it you know, it, it's cutting all, you know, it's cutting all the time and it was this and that. And, you know, we'd have the bin full and we got off the ice. And we, so we just unplugged it. We, you know, we took it off. We put the wheel back on. And, and, uh, and I understand that because, I mean, it, it does the same thing in our building. Like, you know, if you build a sheet of ice and, you know, humans are imperfect obviously so that that ice is going to be wavy there's going to be ups and downs the first time you put the level ice system in play out there it's going to go a little bit nuts because it's trying to undo all the stuff that the human did you know so you know if 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 let's say there's a sheet of ice in place there and you you drive into a building with the with the zamboni with level ice on it and and you drop your conditioner and start going um it is going to cut like crazy because it's trying to take all the highs off that humans have created. So, you know, I can say, you know, it does, it does scare you sometimes because of, because of it doing that, but you just have to realize if you, uh, if you run it enough, it's going to get it flat and then it's going to keep it flat. So, um, so yeah, that was exciting for us. I mean, we installed the system 
um, on our old unit. So we were still running. I'll put the whole context in play here. We took over the building. We inherited a 1997 Olympia. Um, it, it was a CNG machine, um, and we're still on a CNG machine, the new Zamboni CNG. Um, Western PA, we're lucky to have extremely cheap CNG, so um, I, can, I can operate very cheaply on my machine. Um, so, uh, yeah, so when we installed it, um, you know, we were coming from a 97 Olympia, and I would say that on average, if I look back at some of our work logs and stuff, I had maintenance guys that were probably putting in on average on a slow week, maybe 10 hours on a busy week, you know, let's say we had big tournaments coming up over the weekend or, you know, we're hosting, you know, playoffs, you know, maybe we were approaching 15 hours of maintenance, you know, and, and not of, you know, maybe not all of it's actual clock time, you know, but it could be like, Hey, I got to stay in the building because I got to go out there and do three more floods because my, you know, that 19 year old almost cut the crease out over the weekend, you know? So, you know, there was a lot of times I was tying tying a guy up to the building that was having to having to fix mistakes, and that's that's a side effect of my, our situation. You know, we have to cross train, we have to train young guys. I can't afford to have a full time Zamboni driver. You know, the same guy that drives Zamboni also sharpens skates. The same guy that sharpens skates also, you know, uh, uh, mows the lacrosse field. So. You know, it's uh, we have to cross train, and a lot of times cross training creates employees that probably shouldn't be on the machinery. So, in our case, it made sense. So when we put on the equipment, um, you know, obviously there was the learning period. There was the let's figure out how this works. I'd say within about three months, four months, when we figured out the crux of the system, and and what worked and didn't work for us from from you know an operation standpoint. You know, we're down to like two, three hours a week of, of actual actual maintenance time. And of that two to three hours, I'd say an hour to an hour and a half of that two to three hours is edging. You know, that's one of the things we learned real quick is um, you got to stay you got to stay diligent on your edging. Um, if you edge every day and it's quick, it's a 10 minute edge, you know, we're we're moving out there. It's not like we're, we're putzing around. Um, if we edge every day and we make sure that left ski isn't high, um, if the left ski is high, you're going to have trouble, trouble in them first two passes and you're going to end up bowl shaped again. Um, so level ice wasn't going to fix that for us. Um, you know, so, but if we edge every day and we make sure it's flat at those boards, um, our, our maintenance, like I said, is only about two or three hours a week. So we went from 15 hours and tying up a full-time, a full-time maintenance worker, to literally, you know, maybe that full-time maintenance worker is only putting in about an hour a week, and that's just us doing Thursday on Thursday mornings. We still go out and we'll do like figure eights and cross cuts, because because one thing we noticed that over time, if you only drive your normal pattern with level ice eventually you do start to get a little bit of a waviness to the ice. Um, and I just think it's the system, you know, it takes it that split second to half a second for that, for that actuator to turn that blade, you know, to move that blade a little bit. So over time, it seems like the ice wants to get a little bit wavy. So 
if we aren't out there once a week um, doing some cross cuts and removing those that waviness, um, then we end up, you know, then we end up with some longer term issues. But like I said, if we edge, if we edge often and we just do that, that one day of doing some cross cuts, two to three hours a week is all we put into ice maintenance now. No flood. Go ahead. Ryan, you um, are reducing the amount of time that your operators are having to spend on the ice surface grooming it. Right. Has that translated for you into uh, other savings potentially related to uh, blade changes? Because they're not shaving as uh, hard as often or spending as much time taking ice off that they would have let build up manually doing it. Is that translated to maybe you're going a little bit longer between having to change the blades? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, blade changes are less, you know, you think, you think about previously those hours we'd put in cutting corners. We don't cut corners at all anymore. As long as we edge the corners, the corners are flat. You know, it's a beautiful sheet of ice as long as you edge. So, um, yeah, so blade changes, um, you know, we might be able to get another another three to five days out of a blade. Um, uh, you know, there's a lot of other benefits, I think, you know, wear and tear on the machine, um, water usage, uh, com you know, heat load on the compressor system. I mean, these things, I'm not sure if it's the right term, but there's almost a trickle-down effect here where, you know, you're using you're you know you're using less electricity on your compressors. You're uh, not spending as much for blade sharpening. You're not you're not paying as big of a water bill. Um, and that's one thing Marty did great when he trained us. Is I remember him saying, you know, there's a tendency to go out there and just flood the heck out of it every time. Um, and that's something we used to do on the old machine. Is we were always low in places, so we were all you know because the guys weren't weren't good at running their blades we'd always be like just turn your water on the whole way at least at least if we're flooding the heck out of the ice and we won't take the paint off hopefully you know so you're kind of playing those games where you're putting down more water than you need to um you know marty showed us real quick where we should where we should be uh opening that opening that valve up to and how to you know how to properly run our wash water pump and um you know so i'm sure i'm sure our heat load and our uh, water usage has probably fallen by, you know, probably about a third when it comes to the cuts. Well, Marty is definitely our product specialist when it comes to the level ice. And I want to throw it back over to you, Marty, to get a little bit more detail out of uh, um, Ryan and, and go further into the level ice system. Uh, thanks, Doug. Yeah, Ryan, you know, I, I do uh, I do recall uh, sharing that information with you and your staff. And it's great to hear uh, post-installation of Level Ice and uh, the effects it's had uh, uh, economically, economies of scale with uh, the operation and your capital or your operational costs um, moving forward. You know, one of the things uh, since I was down there in your facility uh, four years ago, um, and I share this with you and our audience that's listening. Uh, Zamboni has uh, spent a lot of extensive time uh, with our uh, digital uh, uh, coordinator, uh, Ben, and our 
uh, brand manager, uh, Paula, and our marketing team, uh, we have a lot of resources on our resources tab and a lot of videos available. So uh, as you um, have staff coming in and maybe part-timers can't express enough to you to take advantage of those levelized videos. It's basically me in front of you on a video, no different than I was four years ago, that uh, you can you can actually utilize those uh, videos to uh, train your staff. And some might forget a bit and uh, and uh, due to complacency or whatever the case may be, but uh, take advantage of those uh, of those videos. So let's talk a little bit more, more about Level Ice. I mean, uh, we know there's lots of other considerations and it's really uh, tough to uh, pin down from a financial savings related to the uh, specifics of the product uh, with all your other variables, lighting, things like that, E-value, blue and some insulation. Um, maybe you can share with the uh, audience, uh, since post-level ice, your ma ice maintenance is, is uh, decreased, you're down from 15 hours to an hour. What else have you not noticed uh, that has affected your ice conditions that maybe user groups have come back to you and said, hey, Ryan, well, don't know what you've done, but great sheet of ice what what else can you share with the audience about that so i think i'd you know i attribute a lot of it to a new machine too um i think i think the two go hand in hand um i mean on the old 97 olympia you know it didn't matter how much water we were putting down or how hard we were shaving um we always you know you'd look back and you know in a 10 minute cut which is what we try and accomplish um you know, we weren't we weren't leaving the kind of ice quality we wanted to be leaving. I know um, one of the great things, and and it's funny to me, the the majority of the complaints always seem to surface out of adult leagues. It's always hilarious. Every uh, every grown man that's ever ever skated in a rink before is an expert on ice on ice quality and ice maintenance. I'm sure you guys know that, but um, um, we noticed it right away in that first year that we had a nice flat sheet. We were putting down the right amount of water. We were using our, you know, we're using our wash water pump, and uh, and that was the first time, you know, we had people from our adult league saying, "Wow, quality's a lot better here." You know what I mean? You know, and that's that's a situation too where usually our adult league shifts. That's when you got that 18-year-old in the building. You know, you you know, you got your you got your your full-time, better-trained employees that are in the building, you know, are in the building for the, the high school games and, and maybe the, you know, the Saturday night public skate where you got 300 teenagers in the building. Um, you know, so you need to, obviously there's staffing considerations there that, that play into ice quality. The nice thing about level ice is it doesn't matter who gets on the machine. Your ice is always good. And that's, that's the, the beauty of it. I mean, I wish I could say that, um, in my other in my other endeavors here at work, I mean, I'd love to say it doesn't matter who I send out to do the baseball field grooming; it's in perfect shape. And you can say that with level ice, assuming you train them properly. I mean, it's um it's essentially foolproof. You know, you 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 teach them to drive, you teach them to use the system, and and you the only the only thing that I still have to hammer home over and over again is on the Zamboni itself. Everyone wants to haul ass down the straightaway and then pull off the pull off the pedal and then back into the pedal that's that's my biggest beef with those young drivers is they're not consistent on their speeds um so but if you can if you can hone them in on speed your ice is your ice is in in phenomenal condition no matter who's who's on the machine so 
That'd right, be right. My, uh... You know, that's one of the things about uh, speed is your enemy with level ice. The faster you go, the um, the level ice system doesn't have the time to react. It's two hundredths of a second from the front of the runner to the actual blade making its change up or down based on the conditions of the ice. The faster you go, the optimum speed, um, and share this with your team and the audience is listening in, uh, the optimum speed with level ice or without level ice, uh, being a hand crank, a hand wheel, is five miles an hour. So I know you have the 5D6 CNG machine. So the template that's on top of the, uh, th that your uh, forward reverse neutral uh, stick uh, shift is, if you bring that stick shift back to the back uh, wheels of the front, decal of the zamboni decal um and put your foot all the way down to the post you are driving five miles an hour and if you put if you put the operators in that position every time your ice will maintain the consistency that you've expressed and not having to worry about guys ripping down the middle doing nine miles on that nine miles an hour without turning their flood water up which of course creates in the infamous, infamous world of our ice arena uh uh industry uh, a bowl so I'll let, I'll let you take that one home with you and uh, share that with your team, Ryan. Hey, listen, let's talk about uh, uh, your user groups. I mean, uh, you have user groups that are coming to your facility, probably use other facilities. And I, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Doug, I'll let you chirp in on this one as well. I know we got uh, Mr. Hansen down on the island. He's got level ice. We got uh, UPMC, the Mary Lemieux practice facility has level ice. We, of course, have... PPNG, uh, the home of the Pittsburgh Penguins, has level ice. Uh, are your customers coming back to you and, and uh, referring to your ice and the quality of the ice compared to where else they're uh, playing at? At a certain ranks, absolutely. I know there's I know there's ranks in our area that that you hear the horror stories. You hear about we were down there over the weekend and uh, you know we ended up playing a game with. A, you know four cones that were blocking out of spot where the where you know a skate went through the ice and yeah so we do hear those um since we put in level ice we have not hit paint once we haven't had a single pop out anywhere you know and we're we're only we're only carrying an inch and a quarter so um you know so the peace of mind alone as a boss of not of being able to leave the building on a saturday night and you know maybe you're not coming in until Monday morning if you're lucky. The peace of mind and leaving the building and knowing that that 18-year-old that's only got you know 50 hours of machine time isn't gonna you know isn't gonna remove your crease is is so nice. Um, so yeah, to answer your question, I know I know it is starting to proliferate here in, in Western PA. I, I have a great relationship with uh, with Dave down there at RMU, and uh, that was part. Um, Gosh, his name's his name's slipping me right now, but the gentleman who who runs the Pittsburgh Penguins facilities is the one that convinced me that I needed to do it. Um, Mr. Radke. There you go. Yep. Um, and it might have even been Doug that said, "Hey, I think, I think, I think the Penguins are using that. You should reach out and ask." And uh, yeah, I, I got in his ear down there. We were down there for a meeting and. And he talked about it, and I believe he ran the Super Rank up in Minnesota prior to that. So obviously, he carries some credibility in the industry. And they have um, it up there as well. Do they? Yep. So yep. I mean, I think he was the one that 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 convinced me. Um, so some of the sour, you know, sour stuff I heard, you know, early on in the research, um, I think he he shot most of it down and and kind of got me the, you know, I think he was the one that pushed me over the edge as far as, yeah, this is going to be right for us. So. 
Nice, nice. So for audience, Ryan, uh, kind of the top five bullets, uh, points, uh, someone considering Level Ice, maybe you can share with the audience what, uh, what the top five points are uh, pre-installation of Level Ice to where you are today that you can share with them and uh, your experiences. Maybe you can uh, give those top five uh, bullet points. So I'm speaking from a management perspective, right? I know, uh, you know, a lot of people that listen to this might be operators. Um, not that I don't do a lot of operations anymore, but I'd say, I'd say number one, number one is what I just mentioned, peace of mind. I mean, my worst, my worst scenario is, you know, we hit, we hit the ice during the middle of a, you know, a horror story, like, Hey, we're hosting, we're hosting D one club playoffs and and we just we just had a major pop out and the whole tournament comes to a grinding halt right so that peace of mind with level ice is phenomenal um number two is obviously i would definitely say the 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 ability you know the cost savings the ability and the ability for me to use my staff in other ways um and i think i think sometimes you know in it was a no-brainer for me that anytime I can make my staff more efficient, um, I jump at it because we're just going in so many directions and we have so much on our plate. Um, I'm sure there's managers out there that are saying, you know, I, this ops guy, I'm paying him full-time hours. He's in the building. Why spend the 20 grand? Um, but I think they're, I, those managers, I don't know that they're, that they're considering the opportunity cost, right? There's a there's a lost opportunity cost there, where that operations manager, whatever his title is, that's respons ultimately responsible for ice maintenance. You know that that manager could you know that ops manager could be doing a hundred other things in the building. He could be building you know he could be paying attention to adult leagues or building an in-house program or or uh, or something else that's saving energy. Maybe he's swapping out light fixtures. You know what I mean? So I think that opportunity cost is something that managers and operators need to consider more when they look at when they look at putting level lights in a building. Um, third, um, I love the aesthetic value of it. I know, um, and and this is just me kind of being a fan of sports. I mean, in general, I love you know I love a 8 a.m. on a golf course that's just you know, there's that smell and it's, you know what I mean? And, and, you know, there's, the course looks amazing and it's just cut and, you know, it's the same thing in an ice rink. I mean, if you, if you step up to the Zamdor after you cut and you look out across that and it's perfectly clean and perfectly flat, I mean, there's kind of a little bit of a wow factor that that entire sheet, that 17,000 square feet, in our case, we never get above, we never get outside of about an eighth of an inch of perfectly level. And it shows. I mean, it just looks phenomenal. So I think the kind of wow factor there um, is, is something that sticks in my mind. I know people, you know, uh, come into our building for camps and clinics sometimes, you know, and some of those camp instructors that spend a lot of time on the ice in all kinds of rinks. We always get compliments on our ice quality and more so since we put in level ice. And a lot of it's just kind of that, oh, my, look, look at how nice this sheet looks. You know, now I go to a rink and if they have high corners, I can see it immediately. You know, so I think uh, I think that helps us 
helps us sell our facility. Um, I'm not sure. Um, four and five. I might have I might have lumped all five into the first three. So I'll just. That's leave. okay. Yeah, you yep. know what? That's okay. I, I suggested five, but you know what? You've certainly covered off a lot, uh, Ryan. And I got to tell you, I I I love your passion um for what you do and you no doubt instill it in your operators your lead hands um when you can stand back after you close the uh, zamboni doors and look at your rank and go wow i know i'm given the best conditions the best uh, ice for my user groups moving forward and that's what it's all about and uh we're blessed that uh, level ice is able to assist you and your operators in that uh, process of giving the best ice to your user groups hey doug let me bring you back in uh, one more time, and uh, maybe you can uh, uh, ask a couple more questions for Ryan uh, before we uh, shut her down. Sure. Ryan, are there other, with you guys being as green conscious as you are, are there other things that you're looking at doing in your building uh, to help maintain or get to that level that you guys want to be uh, with a, maybe a zero imprint, carbon imprint uh, on the world? So. Yeah, I mean, we talked about potentially looking at the solar fields. Um, we've we've investigated. Again, we're sitting on big plots of land. We have investigated things like geothermal systems, you know, that would help us do things like heat and cool the building, and you know, maybe temper, you know, temper boiler water, you know, lots of things like that. Um, there's things in Western PA that are realistic and not. Um, geothermal really isn't that realistic for us. Um, it works better in hot climates, I'm told, where you're using that, you know, you're using that cool ground underneath underneath the ground a ways up here, you know, up here, uh, you know, we only have, you know, what, maybe three, four months above, above 70 degrees a year. You know, so th there's, obviously green is, is very important, but, you know, there's also, uh, you know, the realities we live in. One of the realities in Western PA is we have extremely cheap natural gas. Um, um, so there's a cost-benefit analysis in some cases up here where you look at you look at something and you say, boy, you know, I could go out and get that electric Zamboni, but, you know, it ends up costing so much more in electric to fuel that you know to fuel up that bony um where i can keep i can keep my uh you know my rates lower you know potentially by staying on cng and continuing to heat with cng so i mean we're real realistic here as far as you know we try and do our you got to consider both sides when you talk green and one of the considerations has to be you know the health of the building i mean if there is no building you're not serving the community you're not an asset um, you know, so, you know, we're always looking at that balance between being a good steward of the environment and still being an asset to the community. Um, electricity is easy for us to target. Um, it's our, it's our, you know, our, uh, our, our most expensive utility by far. Um, but we're still better than most parts of the country, um, for sure. But, uh, yeah, um, beyond, Beyond looking closely at solar um, and doing all of our energy efficiencies, we've already done. Um, you know, we're looking at some LED light systems. Uh, that's probably the next big step um, with the 
with the project we put in the building this year, the $900,000 that went towards uh, insulation and, and things of that nature, um, the next big thing I think we're going to go after is replacing our uh, our old T5 uh, fixtures. Those are those were fluorescent fixtures that we put in um, back in 2011-12. Um, those fixtures we're going to try and get replaced with true LED fixtures. Um, that way, that's probably our next big leap forward in energy efficiency. Um, and I'd like those to be fully dimmable, like I see in some of the facilities. That way we have complete control up and down. That way we can kind of tailor our, our light level to to the client in, on the ice at the time. So, Yeah, that seems to be a trend in the rink industry is going to LED. I know that uh, one of the uh, gentlemen, Jerry Hart, who used to be involved with the ISI uh, board, former NHL hockey player, he owned a facility down in North Carolina. And when they bought their machine, I went down and visited them several years ago now. It's it's funny. What seems like one or two ends up being five or six years. And uh, what's five or six seems like 10 or 20. But when I went down and visited when they got their new machine, uh, the, one of the things that uh, they had done was tested out one of the lights and put it over the referees area. And they had some people comment that uh, it was almost too white. Uh, that it was providing the light. But um, I think that uh, your idea with being able to dim the lights is a, is a great one because then you can set it up however they want to have it. They've got controls now that you can use less lighting than what you would have had with uh, either old mercury vapor or metal halide or uh, the T8 uh, fluorescent lights that uh, were prevalent for a while. And, and it seems like everything with technology is it's uh, new and relevant until it gets in the box and gets shipped. And then once it's shipped, uh, it's it's the old stuff and onto the new technologies. But uh, we're very happy to have you as a customer, Ryan, uh, in with the 526 out of our Canadian plant uh, operating on natural gas. Uh, very happy to have a guy like Marty on our staff that can go down and instruct on something he's very passionate about, uh, which is the level ice and uh, help customers save money with their ice surface being level and not carrying as much as uh, they might have had in the past without it, uh, as well as saving natural resources like water by not having to put as much down. When I was down in the, at the S&T uh, facility, uh, Ryan, I think you were carrying about an inch and three quarter of ice. So I'm happy to uh, hear from you that you've dropped your ice surface by half an inch. And a lot of people don't know this. On a single pad facility, for every half inch of ice you can decrease uh, your pad by, um, saves roughly on a single pad facility an electricity cost, just an electricity cost, roughly $750 a month. So you know what? If you didn't get a raise, I hope your boss is listening. Time for a raise, Ryan. Just saying. Anyways, hey, folks, I just want to uh, thank everyone for joining us. Ryan, thank you for joining us. I'm not sure if you wanted to add any more, Ryan. I, I just appreciate the time. Um, there's been a lot of people in my career, you know, over the years that have, uh, given me a lot of good information so i'm happy to hopefully add to the dialogue and maybe help some help some managers and operators out there that might uh you know might uh you know still be still be struggling to find their way in the industry um but uh yeah yeah appreciate the time uh doug you've been great uh marty we only we only had that kind of one day interaction until now and 
Mm-hmm. Um, we're very we're very happy with our transition. I'd say that for sure. I know I know when uh, you know there there's heated debates depend on where what rank you go on to. I will say the one thing I absolutely love about about Zamboni is is stuff like this. The uh, the interaction, the uh, the conversations, the the help of your machine, you know um, that stuff's invaluable because uh, you know losing a little bit of time in an ice rink is is uh is is lots and lots of money lost lots of opportunity lost so um zamboni's been great with us since we got our machine and to be honest with you i've very had to tap into that very little the machine's been running perfectly for us um for going on we're about two years and about three months into the new machine at this point so well i have to say added value i think you just spoke to ryan and uh you are definitely added value to the industry. You're definitely an ambassador to the industry. We're grateful to have people like you, and there's so many out there. And uh, those that uh, are listening to this podcast, I have no doubt will uh, take this in and consider um, uh, looking at uh, this uh, option that Zamboni offers, Level Ice, and uh, route through rewards such as the S&T uh, Bank Arena has been able to for the last two and a half years. Well, folks, we're bringing it to an end. I want to thank Ryan Schaefer, our uh, recreational director for the White Township and S&T Bank Arena. My co-host, Doug Peters. Thank you, Doug, again. We want to thank everyone for listening to another episode of Ask the Zamboni Experts podcast. If you have a question for one of our experts or an idea for a future episode, please email your questions or requests to info at Zamboni.com. For more information or additional podcast episodes, please visit Zamboni.com forward slash podcast or search Ask the Zamboni Experts on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. This is Marty Elliott wishing you an ice day.